Blog Talk Radio. You are solely responsible for your interactions with other listeners of the Love Zone USA. You understand that the Love Zone USA does not in any way screen its listeners, nor does the Love Zone USA inquire into the backgrounds of its listeners or attempt to verify the statements of its listeners. The Love Zone USA makes no representations or warranties as to the conduct of its listeners or their compatibility with any current or future listeners. In no event shall the Love Zone USA or Blog Talk Radio be liable for any damages whatsoever, whether direct, indirect, general, special, compensatory, consequential, and or incidental, arising out of or relating to the conduct of you or anyone else in connection with the use of this service, including without limitation bodily injury, emotional distress, and or any other damages resulting from communications or meetings with other listeners of this service or persons you meet through this service. You agree to take reasonable precautions in all interactions with other listeners of the Love Zone USA, particularly if you decide to meet in person. In addition, you understand that the Love Zone USA makes no guarantees, either expressed or implied, regarding your ultimate compatibility with individuals you meet through listening to the Love Zone USA. The Love Zone USA. The Love Zone USA.
our theme song. It's called The Love Zone USA, where you don't have to be alone. My name is Mike T. I'm your host this evening, and I will be here until 10 p.m. It's the place where we educate, elevate, and entertain. Boy, I think I have my microphone on tonight, but I'm going to take a gambling, presume it is on, and uh, hope that you're hearing me out there. Well, uh, it's the place, like I said, where we spread love all over the world. You can listen to your heart, and you'll live, love, and learn tonight. On this show, we have a different style of show. I think I call it community love. It's in love of our community to make sure that people live better. What about that? Something that we'll be doing when we go 24-7, which we will be going 24-7 in a few weeks, although we don't have enough content to do 24-7. For those of you who have great ideas for a show, well, it's going to be wide open. So if you're listening in and you ever wanted to do radio or what we call a podcast, then you need to contact us at uh, thelovezoneusa at gmail.com. Yeah, we're going to take ideas and Hopefully yours will be one, and maybe it's your show. Uh, Maybe we'll be talking to you about it. So we want to open that up right now, today, tonight, and let you know it's available. Uh, We're going to kick it off early. Tonight's show is entitled Betrayal of a Nation by a young lady who's a producer and director. Her name is Brandy Webb, and she's uh, going to uh, open up your eyes this evening with a documentary that she's uh, looking to produce, and it's about finished, but she needs your help out there. And we thought we would join in and uh, try to help this woman out in her quest to uh, put this story and documentary together about the betrayal of action. We're going to let her tell you all about it, but I'm going to be like you. I'm curious, and that curiosity leads to questions, and I have a bunch of them tonight that I'll be asking her on your behalf, and if you've got some questions, we're going to open up the phone lines for you as well, but uh, that is what our show is to- about tonight, Betrayal of a Nation, by a director and producer. Uh, her name is Brandy Webb, and she'll also be bringing her co-producer, Trina Acido. Acido. I think I said it correctly. Well, we'll find out when young lady gets here. 
And she'll also be telling you what uh, the movie is about as well as what their needs, plans, and things that need to be done. And uh, we want you to listen in for that because this movie needs to be documented. And uh, I thought it was very interesting from the trailer that I saw. And we want to tell you about that as well. So that's our show tonight. And uh, normally I have my co-host with me. She will not be here tonight. We uh, had already discussed that. Uh, She had some things on her plate that uh, would prevent her from being here tonight. Fallon won't be here. I'm so sad. I'm going to miss her. I don't have anybody to uh, (laughs) play what I call special music for. (laughs) I'll tell you that story one day. I'm I'm not ready right now. But anyway, Fallon won't be here. She'll be back next week. And we're still going to have as much fun as we can without her. It's a joy to have her here on, on the air. As we're going to get into more music right now, this is by Mr. Bill Withers. We're going to take you into a little bit of house. This one is entitled, Who is He and What is He to You? Here on the LoveZoneUSA.com.
when I need a lethal weapon against the challenges of love, I'll call on the Love Zone USA. This is Danny Glover.
Looking to do an internship at a radio station? Well, we here at the Love Zone USA would like to hear from you. We're looking for interns to assist in our production and marketing departments. If you're interested, email your resume to thelovezoneusa at gmail.com. Again, that's thelovezoneusa at gmail.com. That's right. We're looking for you, us. So make sure that uh, that you get your resume in. Let me see. I don't hear anything. I hear myself anyway. Let's see what's going on here. Uh, let's see, we got the gain up. Yeah, I think we're good. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't hear it. That's it. So anyway, that was Bob Baldwin before that, and uh, my name is Mike T, and just a little while we'll have our guest here, but don't forget to check out that young man that you heard his voice there. His name is Tony Diamond, and he's going to be here.
sound of birds, wind, and fire here inside the Love Zone USA with a little bit of evil. Talking about evil, that's what our show is uh, somewhat about tonight. And I have a special guest that I'd like to bring on right at this time. Uh, we're going to be here chatting about this documentary that uh, she is putting together. Her name is Brandy Webb. I'm going to bring her on right about now. Brandy, can you hear me? Yes, I can, loud and clear. Oh, good, good. And uh, Brandy is a, co- a director and producer of this movie entitled uh, Betrayal, Betrayal of, of a Nation. Nation. Yes. So, uh, Brandy, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about uh, where you started and why you started to do this this particular film? Well, um so I started doing this film uh, now about three years ago. Uh, this was in, in 2016. And at the time, I had just finished a previous project, and um, and that had to do with, I guess, in a sense, the movement or what's going on in the world. And I felt like I wanted to still do something else in that arena. And I just wasn't sure exactly what. And then we experienced the death of um, or the the murders of Philando Castile and Alton Sterling. Uh, those murders happened back to back. And at that point, I remember breaking down and crying and saying, okay, um, like there's got to be something I could do about this. Like there's got to be something. Like I felt helpless. And I wasn't sure exactly what I could do about that. And then somehow I was talking it over with a friend who actually co-wrote the film with me. And um, that's when came up with the idea of doing a documentary about social injustice um, and basically putting America, the, the U.S. government, on trial for crimes against citizens of color. But it all started with those those murders for me, I I felt like I needed to do something. And then because I'm a filmmaker, I said, why don't I use my talent to do that? And, and basically that's how the idea for the documentary came along. Uh, I and my co-writer, we bounce ideas off of one another. And then that's how we came up with the whole idea of doing the trial. So there's a scripted trial. And then, uh, intercutting the trial, the scripted trial, are real-life documentaries. I mean, I'm sorry, are real-life interviews, um, which serve as evidence for the documentary, for the trial. So you're saying that you have um, spoken to people who are going to serve uh, as actual evidence by their statements to, exactly. I guess, uh, assist in the documentary being more valid, I guess. Exactly. So whether that be uh, firsthand witnesses in which um, their family members maybe were affected by some things, uh, some witnesses where they uh, experienced uh, injustice themselves, and then experts, uh, professors, historians that are knowledgeable in the field as far as when you start talking about our history here in America. And how do, how far do you go back? How far do you go back and take this beside those two uh, murders that you uh, 
you listed before, how far does this betrayal do you document go back for you in this in this so, documentary? So for me, the betrayal goes back to the very beginning. Um, it goes back to um, the capturing of or the I say human trafficking of um, blacks or Africans. I'll say um, bringing them over here with the intentions of enslaving them and using them to build this nation. So it starts there. Um, it, um, I, I mean, I do talk about how they took the land from the natives as well. And so when I start talking about the betrayal, uh, that's a very, that's a very big part of that because they stole the land and then they went to Africa to get people to build upon the land. You know, and then um, it started there, and, and it really hasn't stopped. It's still going on now. Um, it's just masked in different in different forms. And so the betrayal goes back to the very beginning. That's what this country was built on, stealing and enslaving. And when you look back at the slavery um I guess many of us have learned, maybe not in school, but later on in life, that that was about economics. Um, Europe was on a quest, as well as South America, and then the America were, were all three were looking at a at a kind of world domination by right. you know, finding out that they could uh, use people to build fortunes. Uh, right. Especially if you look at business today and you say, well, if you look at a real business plan or a business operating expense, uh-huh. most companies, uh, 40% of their, their, uh, their expenses, uh, minus other operational expenses, come from payroll, 40%. Right. Uh, and uh, if you can eliminate that expense and it can be free, uh, that's a lot of money added to your bottom line, whereas in, I would say just about every November or December, you see a lot of layoffs by companies. If you have 10 employees, and I'm just going to use a mathematical equation, uh, making $30,000 a year, and uh, you lay them off in November and December, um, right at Christmas time, uh, that adds uh, close to $300,000 to your bottom line in January minus the maybe eight months of payroll that you've uh, paid to those employees. Uh, so it, it was engineered for economic purposes back then. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, something that you and I discussed on the phone, uh, reparations a little later on. But in in so doing, besides slavery, um, what other betrayals from that point going forward have you listed in the documentary? So aside from slavery, I talk about the Tuskegee experiment. Mm. I yeah. Um, I also discuss uh, Black Wall Street, the riot that happened in Greenwood of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. I I also uh, discuss police brutality and mass incarceration, and then I explore reparations. How how can America make its wrongs right? Okay. 
And we're going to talk about that uh, a little later on. But right now, I want to get into some more music. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to the director and producer of a documentary that is about to be released. And we're going to tell you uh, how it can be released and how you can assist in this in just a little while. But we'll be back with our guest. And we're going to take you into a little bit of more music right now here with Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Listen to the words of this. I think it goes in line with this betrayal of a nation. It's Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes featuring Teddy Pendergrass and Wake Up Everybody on the LoveZoneUSA.com. Yeah. Wake up, 
Talking to young Jim Brown, James Brown, he's telling me that uh, his rhythm and blues uh, are rooted in Southern gospel singing. Now, he's a Southerner, of course. He was born in Augusta, Georgia, where he worked on a farm, picked cotton, worked in a coal yard, and always sang his songs. So we are delighted to present James Brown on our stage on this show. So let's have a fine welcome for our very fine talent. Yeah. 
Self-preservation. I don't want nobody to give me nothing. Just open up the door. 
and I'll get it myself. We're going to talk about that along with Black Wall Street Tuskegee Experiment with our guest tonight. Her name is Brandy Webb. She'll be here in just a minute. We're going to come back with her to talk about more of uh, this betrayal of a nation when we return right after this. Want to generate more traffic and sales for your business starting now? Well, here's the marketing tool you've been looking for. What about advertising your business product or service to singles? Well, everybody knows singles have the most money to spend, and the LoveZoneUSA.com has accumulated the largest audience of singles on Internet radio. They've done this through a variety of shows discussing sex and controversial topics in the areas of relationships, dating, and marriage. They've also attracted celebrities to their show who are known by millions of listeners and fans, like The Temptations, divorce attorney Raul Felder, Gloria Allred, and Danny Glover. Your business will be exposed as a sponsor of a variety of shows with universal themes featuring love and music, celebrities, sex, and other controversial topics, offering your business maximum exposure to singles who have the most discretionary income to spend. So contact one of our business consultants today so they can show you how you can generate more traffic and sales to your website by becoming a sponsor of the LoveZoneUSA.com. And all you have to do is send an email to sales at thelovezoneusa.com. I'm going to bring our guest back in. So, Brandy, you heard our last record. Uh, James Brown said, I don't want nobody to give me nothing. Just open up the door and I'll get it myself. Uh, what do you think about that in the sense of this was a man who had less uh, than a eighth grade education, set up his own record label. He had a Learjet at one time. Uh, owned over 130 radio stations, uh, one of them that I had the pleasure of uh, uh, going to, WEBB down in Baltimore. I think they're still on the air. Well, what do you say to a person who uh, was a self-made man and came up during that era shortly after slavery um, with your betrayal of a nation? Well, I would say that I know that it wasn't easy, so to persevere through everything that was done to us um, and to be able to be self-made. And, and you know, he's James Brown said, just open up the door. But Hello, Brandy. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, my phone was on mute. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. He said yeah, James Brown said, open up the door was the last thing we heard. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he said, open up the door, but I would say kick down the door. You know, you can't wait for, <laughs> at least you can't wait for the government to open up the door. You can't wait for white supremacists to open up the door because they'll open it up just enough, but just to make you feel like, you know, you're getting somewhere, but then they'll close it as soon as they open it. So I would say kick down the door, you know, um, you got to take action. There's got to be accountability. And, um, yeah, so I think when you talk about coming from that era, you know, coming from a time in which, you know, they had um, Jim Crow laws, segregation. And, you know, we had to kick the door open because when it comes to, uh, let's say, any politician or any government entity giving us anything, they're not going to just give it to us because it's the right thing to do. They give it to us because we take it, we fight for it. We stand up and we say, this isn't right. And we make noise and, and we do what we have to do. And then that's how we get it. So nothing is really given to us. 
as far as what um, our ancestors and other genera- previous generations have done. They paved the way for us, but I feel like they kicked that door open. No one opened it for them. So I'm sure many people in our audience, especially young people, are probably not familiar with the Tuskegee experiment that you referred to earlier. Uh, what in that would you like to point out, I guess, briefly, uh, that's in the documentary that is going to create awareness as far as the betrayal of America and of a nation? Well, I would just simply say the fact that these men, they thought that they were really getting health care. You know, there were uh, posters put up that said, um, you know, free health care um, if you have bad blood. They were not told that they had, that you know, that they had syphilis or that they would be um, treated. Well, not they weren't treated. That's the whole thing. And so I would just say the fact that these men really, truly thought that they were going to see good doctors and get good health care. These were men that couldn't afford to get these things. So once again, you know, we've been used as prey for an experiment that was put in place to use us as guinea pigs. And you say that there's evidence and you have uh... – uh, witnesses or um, I guess people who have come forward. Uh, are, are there any people in the film um, that uh, from that era that uh, are speaking about the experiment themselves and uh, may have experienced it? Is it uh, sons of uh, fathers or is it grandsons or right. granddaughters? Uh, who, who would you say are, are the people who are coming forward, you know, for, from that right. experiment uh-huh. um, that that are in the film okay. that you were able to access. Right. Uh, that's really a good question because um, right now we have um, historian accounts. So these are experts mm-hmm. in the field that have studied this, these, you know, that have studied this. And so we have them speaking on that. And then as far as firsthand accounts or, you know, they're all deceased, all of the men that were experimented on, but they do right. have grandchildren, they do have grandchildren that are still here with us today. And we actually are trying to um, go out and get those firsthand interviews. Um, Hello? Yeah, I'm here. I'm still here. Okay, sorry, I was hearing something. But, yeah, so we are currently fundraising for the film because the film is not yet complete. And so we have um, about at least a handful of interviews that we're still waiting to get. And those interviews are out of state. So our base is in New York city. And so there are certain interviews that are out of state, which costs as far as um, room and board, the flight. And that's a part of the reason that we're fundraising. So we can go ahead and go out and, and get those firsthand interviews that are outside of New York. Uh, there are other topics where we have gone out of state but we, because we've exhausted the budget that we did have initially, we're no longer right. able to travel to get those. So we're working on that. I got you. And we're going to talk about that uh, a little bit later on in the in the show as well uh, for people who, um, you know, want to uh, assist in that effort and your effort to uh, raise money for the, the, the project itself. 
my next question comes, you know, with with a documentary, it usually uh, timelines a lot of things, and then um, I guess the conclusion, which we're going to talk about, uh, is something that's pretty, pretty, pretty. Um, uh, I guess widely talked about now, and I don't want to get into it just just yet. But my question, my next question, in regards to the Tuskegee Airmen, are there any any um, I guess airmen who have families in the in the New York or tri-state area. I'm sure their families all over. Um, have you have been able to uh, speak with anyone in the in the immediate tri-state area? No, we haven't. We haven't found anyone that was nearby in the tri-state area. Um, when we did our research, there were um, interviews that were done by some of the, uh, or one in particular Tuskegee Air, I'm sorry, Tuskegee man that was in this experiment that he's now deceased. So he has mm. relatives in but I believe that they are still um, there uh, where everything happened. So they're still in Alabama. And um, so we're, we're just trying to get out there to see if we can get a firsthand interview. And so everything isn't firsthand interviews, but what we aren't able to get a firsthand interview, we again, we have uh, experts, historians, professors that are highly knowledgeable in the subject. So we've gotten them because they're the best at what they do. They've spoken about these things and they've shed light. So we, we seek out for expertise where we may not necessarily be knowledgeable, or if we can't get a firsthand account, then we go and we get the person that had studied this. And in regards to today's, uh, I guess, youth and millennials, uh, there seems to be, at one point, there was a movement, Black Lives Matter, which I don't personally hear much about any any longer. Um, is there anything in the documentary in regards to the um, Black Lives Matter, Matter um, you know, movement? Yes, there actually is. Um, we do talk about the Black Lives Matter movement just because, for one, it's important for people to know and understand what that movement is about, but also because, uh, you know, a lot of times, and we've seen this when it comes to uh, the Black Panther movement, where uh, when you have a group of black people that come together and they unite and they say, all right, we're going to hold the the powers that be accountable, then what happens? The government tries to take them down. The You know, we had COINTELPRO, where the government surveilled uh, these, these Panther members. And so when it comes to the Black Lives Matter movement, you find where you have now they're trying to make, or Trump has um, co-signed with trying to make them a terrorist group. And so... And then you have these counter these counteractive organizations. Uh, there was Blue Lives Matter, and then there was another organization, uh, White Lives Matter, and all that has been put out there to to take away from the fact that Black lives do matter, and the fact that in this society, in this country, that our government, with through policies has shown us that they do not value black lives when it comes to us being human beings. 
They value our lives when it comes to us being incarcerated bodies that they can profit and make money off of, but that's to the extent of it. So we felt that it was important to put that in the documentary to talk about Black Lives Matter, who they are, who started it, and what they stand for, because we need for those that may get caught up in the whole Blue Lives Matter or All Lives Matter, we really wanted them to understand why we say Black Lives Matter. Of course, all lives as individuals and human beings matter in this world, but we have to say Black Lives Matter to show that, like, hey, we're here, you know, uh, these things are happening to us, police officers are murdering us, and no one or the powers that be seems to care, so we have to shout it out, Black Lives Matter. So, we, yeah, we did include that in the documentary. We talked about that, and... We briefly talk about the three women that started it, um, which started as a social media hashtag, and then it just became a full-fledged movement. And we're going to talk more about that when we return and some of the people that you had a chance to interview. And we will be opening up the phone lines, ladies and gentlemen. We're speaking to Brandy Webb. Uh, she's a director and producer of this brand new uh, documentary that is about to be released. Uh, with your help, we're going to talk about that as well. It's entitled Betrayal of a Nation, Putting America on Notice here inside the Love Zone USA. We're going to talk about more of the Black Lives Matter, and we're going to get into uh, what uh, what I consider a very um, deep travesty with uh, Black Wall Street. We're going to talk to her about all of that when we come back. Right now, we're going to get into some more music right after this. The Love Zone USA. The Love Zone USA. We're Love here. Zone USA. Wow. Unforgettable, like that King Cole. 
drink till I'm drunk, smoke till I'm high, castle on the hill, wake up in the sky, you can't tell me I ain't fly, I know I'm super fly, I know I'm super fly, the ladies love luxury, that's why they all fuck with me, out here with the moves, like I invented smooth, you can't tell me I ain't fly, I know I'm super fly, I know I'm super fly, now watch me fly, But this my life I'm on Adderall I be smelling high tech when I piss Like it's basketball I drop 50 pointer on my wrist It's LaCoe that take a kick I came home and drop the hit All these diamonds got me sick I'm back and spoiled Cut it in high I feel like I can fly So first the dub is crazy Feel like I can die I done finally got my wings It made me wanna sing I drink till I'm drunk When I need a lethal weapon against the challenges of love, I'll call on the Love Zone USA. This is Danny Glover. Just 
Here inside the Love Zone USA, the type of music you hear every Sunday from 4 p.m. on. That's with uh, our host, Tasha Little Queen. Be sure to check her out every Sunday at 4 p.m. on the Hip Hop Christian Connection. For those of you who want a new flavor to gospel, be sure to check her out this coming Sunday. We're going to come back with our guest, Brandy Webb, uh, director and producer of this new documentary entitled Betrayal of a Nation. We're going to come back and talk to her about uh, Black Wall Street and a lot more right after this. Often imitated, but never duplicated. The LoveZoneUSA.com, where you hear the best lawyers. 
Hi, this is Gloria Allred. I'll be on the Love Zone USA. Doctor. I am a uh, licensed professional counselor here in Atlanta, Georgia. I specialize in love relationships. Author. My name is Ralph Richard Banks. I am also the author of Is Marriage for White People? When I need to lead the weapon against the challenges of love, I'll call on the Love Zone USA. This is Danny Glover. And music on the internet. The premier station discussing dating, relationships, sex, and marriage with common sense advice where you can listen to your heart. And we live and learn on the LoveZoneUSA.com. And we'll be back next week with more love and common sense advice with uh, my co-host, uh, Fallon. She'll be back. And next Thursday, be here at 8 o'clock. We've got a special uh, show for you that night. Tonight, well, our show has to deal with love, but in a different fashion. It's love of community. And I always say that if you don't love your community and try to do something to help it, then you really don't love your community. And being in media, uh, it is our you know, I guess job and uh, it's 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 a right and a privilege and something that we need to do to try to create awareness. When you love your community, you're going to try to do things to change it. And that's what we're talking to our guest about, uh, Brandy Webb, who is a director and producer of this new doc- documentary, A Betrayal of a Nation, and how this documentary may add some change. Because as you probably heard, for those of you who were, who were here earlier, it touched her to the point that she had to do something. So in that, I asked the question, Brandy, since you're doing this uh, documentary, what do you want the outcome for people to take away from it before we get into further talking about uh, Black Wall Street and some of the elements of the uh, film? What, 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 is, what, are the, what are you trying to uh, do with this documentary? Okay. So I'm hoping that when people watch this documentary that, uh, one, that they're more informed, that they've learned something new that maybe they didn't know before. Um, and I'm hoping that it also inspires people to get up and, and do something and take action. I feel like everyone has a a role. They have a part to play, and you have to figure out what your part to play is. Uh, when I mentioned about how I felt about the death of the back-to-back death of Alton Sterling and Philando Castile, uh, I, at that point, I wasn't sure what my role to play was until, like I said, I started mm-hmm. speaking with my co-writer, and then I realized, okay, my talent is filmmaking. I can write, and I can direct, and I can produce. So let me find a way. So I'm using my talent, playing my part by shedding light, um, putting it in a film, and so I feel like everyone just has to figure out what their part is, but everyone does have a responsibility to do something. So I'm really hoping that people, that they learn something, but not only that, that they feel motivated when they walk away from leaving that, that film. I want them to feel like that they can change or whatever, and that I want them to understand that it just takes one. It's Well, it starts with one. It takes many for change, but it starts with one. So if, enough individuals join together and we could unify ourselves and have unity within the community, then we can really accomplish something. So I'm just, I want to get us to all be on the same page if that's possible. You know, there are calls to action. 
well in the film. So it's not just highlighting how the government is connected to uh, the many injustices that people of color, especially of the African diaspora, um, face. But I want them to to understand that these things, um, they're there, but we can do something about it. You know, we, we experience injustice, but... We, we can really, if we hold the government accountable, if we hold the powers that be accountable, but it's just right now I feel like there's not enough of us playing our part. There are many people out there I give props to that are out here and they're doing the work, but I really want to inspire others, more people to get out there and to do the work. So I felt like maybe if they understand and if I present this timeline and they can see how this country started this way, and that this isn't just, you know, our people are lazy or, you know, how people say, um, oh, well, they, you know, black people in America are lazy or whatever. They need to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. But it's more to it than that. It's not that we're lazy. It's not that we haven't pulled ourselves up. It's just that we're, we're being oppressed. And we have been since the very beginning. So if one can sit back and really take that in, and realize that and see the connection, now maybe they can say, okay, what can we do to change it? And then the, with the call to actions that I do provide in the documentary, I'm hoping that that will uplift people um, and, and motivate them. You know, when I talk about uh, the civil rights movement, I talk about uh, the execution of some of our civil rights leaders, but I don't do it just to point out what the government did or how they were involved. I also want people to see that at this time there was a movement that that actually got us something, you know. Uh, segregation ended. We got the Voting Rights Act. Um, you know, so I feel like, like we got a lot accomplished, but we have so much more to accomplish. And so I want people to be motivated when they hear the stories and they see what Fred Hampton did for the people, when they see what um, Malcolm X and – Dr. Martin Luther King did for the people. I want them to feel like we can still do that. You know, it's a new day, but it takes it takes many. And I just want us to all come together and be unified and get on the same page. Because that's the only way. We need each other. And in speaking of that, um, it brings me to Black Wall Street. Uh, that was a time when, in 1921, when blacks owned the what we call a community, and I always like to refer back to uh, Dr. Claude Anderson, who's been on my show a couple of times, and we've created a relationship uh, where it was Blacktown, and he simply refers to it as Blacktown, like you have Chinatown, Korean town, Italian town, Jewish have, have their their community. Uh, but that was a black town that was thriving and, and blacks were uh, doing business with um, consumers and it, it was, it was thriving. And all of a sudden it, 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 it vanished uh, due to some, you know, uh, uh, rioting and murderous acts and, and jealousy. What, what in the film, um, when you say you're, you're, you're doing a documentary uh, uh, and talking about evidence, have you been able to connect with people in that aspect of it? Or is that part of the film that will still need some, some uh, interviews? Uh, where, where are you at in, in the black wall street part of the documentary? 
Yeah, so I have connected with people out there in Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, and I've had people uh, that have also reached out to me, but there are people prior to that that I've gotten in contact with. And uh, so I actually do plan to go to Tulsa to get interviews, um, mm-hmm. and I've actually spoken on the phone uh, with one family in particular who has, um, you know, they their great-great-grandmother uh, had, um, you know, lived lived in Greenwood. And um, so they wanted to, you know, share their experiences. And I've, I've asked them some questions over the phone just about their personal account, although I don't feature their personal account in the documentary, but they were just a good, helpful resource. But I do plan on going out there. Um, and linking up with some of the people that I have spoken with out there in Oklahoma. Okay. Um, are you aware of a, uh, I just saw it recently, VOX Vox? Or, does that ring a bell or yes. have any meaning to you? Yes, I'm um, aware of them. Mm-hmm. And, and they did something I saw online uh, in regards to um, Black Wall Street. Uh, They are producers and they have some interviews and they were documenting some things. Uh, Did you see that by any chance? Uh, I guess that's the first question. I did not. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, I think they have some things that you, you know, might want to take a look at before you uh, proceed to go there. Um, That might be of interest and that you could take up uh, further, you know, extension to. Thank you. Um, but, um, you know, I won't go too deep into it, but uh, it's something I just tripped over the other day uh, when we spoke. Um, last but not least, uh, we're getting close to closing here. Uh, why don't you tell our audience about the film and what they, you know, where you're at as far as needs, because uh, I, I do, you know, I wanted to do this interview mainly as you mentioned, that people could help and people could assist and there's ways for them to do that. And I understand you're raising money for the, you know, the balance of the film for things that you need to complete. And why don't you tell our audience about that and websites where they can contribute and and, and anything else that they can do to, uh, you know, do their part to make sure this comes to fruition. Okay. So, um, I, so also, I just want to mention that a part of uh, the reason, well, not even a part of, the actual reason, uh, just another reason of me doing this film is I wanted to connect the dots. I wanted to understand how the government was responsible in these things, um, how they were responsible in the oppression of of people of color. And so for me, that was really important. So this documentary connects those dots by showing how the government is involved in each of the aspects that I that I speak about. And so I don't claim to be an expert or a historian, but I am a filmmaker and a director that has done research on these things because I it was a personal journey for myself. I wanted to be able to make those connections because growing up, I always heard, oh, the man's responsible for this. Blame the man. Blame the man. So I knew that the, that the government... Mm responsible for certain things, but I didn't understand how. And so that's Mm. why the research to figure out and to learn exactly how. So this was a learning experience for me along the way of doing it. And that's what I want to share with the viewer as well. 
And so right now the film is about um, 80% done. Uh, we are we did want to reshoot some things, so I would say maybe deduct that five percent and say seventy five percent because if if we're able to raise the funding, we will reshoot about five percent of the film over again. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So we're we're fundraising right now. We our fundraising goal is fifteen thousand dollars. So far, we have reached uh, I think eleven thousand five hundred, mm. and Great. we're trying we. We would like to to optimistically raise a little bit over our goal that we have on the GoFundMe page because what we didn't realize is that uh, the company GoFundMe they take a percentage out of that. So when we reach the fifteen thousand dollar goal, we're not actually getting all that money. They take their their chunk. So we're hoping that we could raise enough funds that we do end up having the fifteen thousand dollars that we need in order to finish the film. So. We want, um, we would like to be able to, to get the rest of the interviews that are out of state, whether that means we're going out there because uh, that's important to just film some of the, the areas of where historical events have taken place. Um, right. so, and also uh, flying people here um, in New York as well that we, that we already actually have set up. So that cost as well, uh, the editing cost as well for our editor um and then just to be able to film these interviews we have to rent or either buy equipment so that means we're talking about uh lenses cameras lighting all those things add up as well and then uh once that's once all that's done and once we've secured music rights and have paid for that which also costs then the last step would be uh, promoting. So anything that is left over for funding, we plan to use that towards uh, PR, so promoting the film, getting it um, in the best platform possible, which for me means uh, a platform where our target audience is able to to see that because I, I, w- I would like to affect as, m- as many people as possible um, and have an impact on them. So... Um, on social media, um, if anyone want, needs to reach out to me, I'm I am Brandy Webb on all social media platforms. That's I A M B R A N Z I W E B B. For the GoFundMe page, those that feel compelled to donate, you can go to GoFundMe.com and in the search box, just type in "Betrayal of a Nation." Okay, and. Um... I guess what is your time frame for the GoFundMe page? Uh, how 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 close are you to the end game of that? Uh, if you can tell our audience, uh, they get a sense of urgency. Uh, where are you at with the uh, you know time frame in the GoFundMe page? Okay, so we are uh, hoping to to raise the remain the uh, remaining amount of funding. Um, really, honestly, as soon as possible, because we would like to have this film out by the fall. We said maybe by August, September, if we did raise our funding, we would be able to, to definitely have the movie out and ready by then. Okay, okay. And lastly, uh, to anyone listening in our audience, um, you know, what would you like to say in closing that you would um, – 
you know, like to uh, make them aware of about this uh, documentary once it's completed and ready for distribution. Uh, what would you What would you like to say to anyone in our audience outside of them contributing and helping? Uh, uh, is there anything you want to tell them regarding social media and how they can assist that way, or 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 even contact you if, if there's a way to a way to contact you? Uh, what would you like to tell our audience in those respects? Uh, I would say. Uh, you, again, you, they can contact me on social media. I am Brandy Webb is um, my handle. Uh, mm-hmm. They can also send an email, which is yet the number two in the word evolve. So that's yet to evolve at gmail dot com. Um, and other than that, um, uh, the best way to to assist is either donate or you can reach out to me through those platforms that I just that I've just mentioned. Okay. And before you go, it looks like we might have a caller on the line. Let me go and check first and uh, see. Welcome. Hello. Uh, Welcome. You're on the Love Zone USA. Uh, You've been listening to the show Betrayal of a Nation with our uh, producer and director uh, guest, uh, Brandy Webb. Do you have a question or a statement that you want to make? And uh, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, My name is uh, Adrian. I'm calling from uh, D.C. And I I just saw the link on Facebook, my friend shared it. So I clicked in, and I heard this young lady talking. And her presentation, her uh, her awareness of what she needs, what she's trying to do, and how the funds will be spent is a perfect reason why we should invest in some people and not all people. Like, I'm looking forward to um, contributing to her project, and hopefully um, other people who are listening will feel the same way that uh, contributing to this lady will probably be uh, money well spent, and I'm looking forward to seeing what she has for our future. And your name Thank is? You. Uh, my name is uh, Adrian. Okay, Adrian, and uh, well, we appreciate your call, and uh, definitely I'm sure uh, she will appreciate your support, and uh, we appreciate your statement. Is there anything else yeah. um, that, that you want to say, uh, Adrian, uh, before we go? Uh, no, I, actually, I just this is my first time uh, listening to you guys, so I'm just uh, trying to get familiar about how you had to call in and you can make a comment. And I thought, you know, positive energy is always good energy. I wanted to give a little bit to her, and I'm going to try to support her uh, financially as well. So thank you for taking my call. You got Thank it, you, Adrian. Grant. Feel free to call anytime. All right. Thank I you so much. Brother. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to our guest, uh, Brandy Webb, uh, director and producer of uh, documentary uh, that will be coming out this fall with your assistance. It's not, not totally at the goal line, but it's not too far away. And with uh, people like Adrian and uh, people listening, we want you to, you know, make sure that this is documented and that people, as Brandy said, can learn from it. And that's her goal, is that people are aware. And if you're aware, you can make change. And uh, she is putting the uh, United States on notice uh, that people are not going to sit back and just let things happen. And I guess with that statement, there's one other question that I thought of earlier that I want to bring up now. Uh, you talked about um, historians. Um, uh, Brandy, I, I, the question would be, do you have some legal people um, directing or, or involved in the film or, or historians involved in the film as, as you're, um, you know, putting this together? 
Uh, yes, I do. Um, now, when you say legal people, um, I'm not sure to um, under what context you mean, but uh, there are certain parts where I have consulted with a lawyer uh, just about certain things that I didn't understand um, as far as the documentary when it comes to, uh, for ex- example, certain things about the criminal justice system. Uh, so okay. Early, earlier on in the, in the beginning stages, uh, when I was planning even just the script, I needed to understand, because a lot of us don't understand how the criminal justice system works. A lot of us don't understand uh, just the, the whole process when it, in, uh, in general, when you talk about how how is our president elected and, and all that stuff and representatives, and a lot of us don't understand that, and I too didn't fully understand certain things. So when it came to questions that I had about the criminal justice system or um, like saying like, well, well, why can't, why can't we find, why, why isn't the evidence for Michael Brown's case available? And then I'm, you know, learning about grand jury secrecy. So I did have a lawyer that I consulted with about certain things just to help me understand how things work a little bit better uh, during my research stage and um, there was another part to that question. Oh, historians. And yes, so in the documentary, I do have historians um, along with professors that study um, and teach African American history. Uh, so I, I have there's uh, there's some of them in the documentary, and there's one or two that I've just consulted with that were not in the documentary. Okay. All right. Well, um, Randy, I, uh, you know, like I said, I tripped over it myself, um, and I thought I could help do my part with, you know, our audience here that listens to the Love Zone. It's a little bit off our normal path, but like I said, we do things with love, and love of community is very important to me in trying to assist and help us to get awareness because one of our mottos here is to educate, to elevate, and entertain. I think you've done that. You know, uh, definitely tonight. And um, I would like to have you back again when you're closer to your goal or completed your goal so that we can, you know, stay in touch and and, and make our audience definitely aware when it's available so that we can uh, assist you that way. Um, So, yes, thank you. Thank you, Mike. Um, I really appreciate being here and I would love to come back again once the film is completed. And I would just like to close out just saying again that. Me doing this film was a journey for me. Um, I didn't consider myself to to even be an activist or um, an expert in these things, but I wanted to find out. So I did the research, and I went through my own. When I say I went through a journey, I, I went through a hell of a journey because there were things that I discovered that I have included in the documentary. And you know, when I, when I realized myself how much has been done to oppress us and to what extent the powers that be have gone and, and will go for me, uh, that was really emotional. And, and you can imagine working on a documentary for three years. Um, I'm, I'm quite emotional all the time as I'm learning about these things and hearing about these things and writing and telling the story. So I just want to say that, um, I want to share this journey that I have experienced with the viewer. I want to share it with everybody, and I hope that I, it can take you on a journey of your own 
um, that will inspire you and motivate you uh, to figure out what your role um, in this in this community is. What role do you have to play to help us attain the uh, justice that that is Brandy, did you hit the mute button again? Sorry, it went, it went again. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, I do that too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I just, um, I think I left off saying um, that I just want people to be inspired to um, and, and feel motivated to help us to play their part um, in helping the community to attain the justice that is well overdue. Well, like I said, I appreciate you coming on our show, and uh, I was, um, you know, pretty uh, interested myself and excited to have you here and uh, for you to tell your story. And then hopefully, uh, you know, with our listeners, uh, as Adrian had expressed his interest in contributing, that we that you definitely meet your goal. And I'm going to try to keep the keep the floodlights on, you know, for that purpose. And we'll talk more about that off offline. But uh, again, thank you so much for uh, stopping by the Love Zone. We're glad to have you thank this evening. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And thank on that you. note, thank I'm... Thank you everyone for listening. All right. And on that note, I'm going to leave you with, before we close out, uh, with some Marvin Gaye. And he gives an example of what Brandy is trying to do when something touched him back in the earlier years. And he made a song about it. It's called What's Going On here inside the LoveZoneUSA.com. Brother, brother, there's far too many of you dying. You know we've got to find a way to bring some love here today. Father, father, we don't need to escalate. For only love can conquer hate. You know we've got to find a way to bring some love and kiss here today. Pick it light and pick it side. Don't punish me with brutality. Talk to me so you can see.
This is Cool of Cool in the Gang. When you want the best in love and entertainment, be sure to listen to the Girlfriend Network, where you not only get advice on dating, but the best music on the internet, with a little summer madness on the Love Zone, USA.com.
You just heard the sound of God's grace right now. You'll never change. They're going to be appearing this coming uh, Saturday, the 11th. Ah, uh, Yeah, they're going to be where? At Prudential Center at the Gospel Fest. Be sure to check them out. Get there early. They're on the uh, the uh, show starts at 5 o'clock. They, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of other artists there. Yolanda Adams, uh, Shirley Caesar, you name it. And that's one of uh, New Jersey's own, actually. They are out of New Brunswick. They call themselves God's Grace right now. And they're going to be performing live. You'll probably hear that song. You'll never change. And hopefully you heard it first here on the Love Zone USA with yours truly, Mike T. That's this coming Saturday down at the Gospel Fest Prudential Center. Be sure to check them out along with Tasha Little Queen. She'll be there. And, um... That's kind of music you'll hear on Sundays at 4 p.m. on her show. Be sure to check her out as well. Well, uh, look like the clock on the wall says that's just about all for yours truly. Uh, It was my pleasure to bring on uh, Brandy Webb this evening and uh, let her talk about a documentary, her upcoming documentary entitled Betrayal of a Nation. She's the director and producer, and you got the information for the GoFundMe page. Be sure to check that out for those of you listening. If that's a way you feel like you can contribute to have this documentary tell its story, and uh, something that touched her, that I believe when something touches the the person who creates it, it will emanate in touching you, the audience. So I would urge you to contribute and uh, help this young woman uh, get her film uh, completed. Uh, I think it's a story that definitely needs to be told. I saw the trailer, and I think uh, she's definitely on to something. Awareness is great, and that's what we try to do here inside the Love Zone USA is educate, elevate, and entertain, and hopefully I've done that this evening as I get ready to close off. Uh, Yeah, we got Mother's Day coming up. Mm, That's this Sunday. Yeah, this Sunday. So what are you going to do for Mother's Day? Well, for those of you, who are going to treat your mothers very special, that is a good day to do it. It shouldn't only be done once. And for those of us like me who don't have our mothers here, uh, it's time to reflect on, on the goodness that they left upon you and, you know, what they did to, you know, have imprint on your life. And uh, I tell you, you know, my mother left a great imprint, I think, on my life and, you kind of realize that sometimes after they're gone. And uh, I did thank her in many ways that uh, I could during that time span. And um, I'm glad I was able to while she was alive. Make sure your mothers get the roses while they're alive. That's the most important thing. As I always say in closing, I've enjoyed your company. I hope you've enjoyed mine. For those of you who did, I'll see you another time, whatever you do. Do it with two. It's more fun than one. And make sure you put some love in your life and make sure you spread love all over the world. I'm going to leave you in the hands of this group, dedicating it to all mothers out there. It's by the intruders. And uh, I guess the title says it best. Till next week, don't forget to check out Plus Size Life on Tuesday at 8 p.m. with uh, Zuhela and Jackie. And on Mondays, you've got Nikon and Miss uh, Karishma on the Girlfriend Network. 
Till next week, these are the intruders on the Love Zone USA, and they say, I'll always love my mama. <laughs>